It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, kool Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we are going to discuss the best awards and obviously preview the Classico. Before we get into those topics, a quick word from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com Barca now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Troy Cadet joins me as we're going to talk a little best awards. I mean, there's always a controversy with Barcelona. So, yep. of course, there was something that happened with the best awards. And obviously, we're going to preview the Classico. Troy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Just uh, on my lunch break right now, um, I'm actually going to dinner with some North American Pena members tonight uh, as we are headed to Barcelona this weekend for the Valencia match. So I'm excited for that to meet some some uh, random Americans tonight to to dinner. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. I wanted to have you on because I wanted to have you on because uh, obviously uh, we have the classical tomorrow night. Get your your feelings, your thoughts, your comments, your doubts, your questions on all this. But obviously, let's get started with the best. Uh, I want to highlight first that Alexi Putellas won again last night. Well-deserved, I think. Obviously, you can see, as I think someone put in our chat, was uh, she's getting bored uh, of winning all these awards. Uh, she truly is 
the best player in the world. And it's a really, sh- it's really a sad thing that she's not going to be participating in the World Cup because obviously what's going on with the Federation and that. But what were your kind of your initial feelings of Alexia Putelis? I mean, she's going to be coming back fairly soon because I see she's already training. Uh, your yeah. thoughts on her receiving the best female uh, award uh, two nights well, ago? Well, yeah, to me it was hands down. She's like you said, she's the best player in the world. So hands down, there no one else, in my opinion, you know, came even close to you know being up for winning that award. So um, certainly she deserves it. I mean, she's been on the top of her game here now for past couple of years, and we're talking like you know a far, in my opinion, way above every every other female player. Um, yeah, and obviously I was super sad because I mean. Barca was rolling when, when she got injured, uh, you know, these past couple of seasons. So that was, you know, really sad to see. So uh, I'll be really happy to see her back out on the pitch doing her magic. But to me, again, by far the best female player in the world, hands down. Yeah. And, you know, obviously this award is voted by coaches, captains, and journalists. And what I think is kind of cool, they actually open up the voting. So you get to see who votes for them. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a second, because that Mm -hmm. created a lot of controversy for David Alaba, who is the captain of the Austrian uh, team, but just really high to highlight Alexia's season, even though she did get injured, she did have an impressive season up to that point. I don't think there's a doubt when you are talking about best female footballer, she's number one right now. And like you said, I think seeing her come back with the Feminines is going to give the team an extra bolt. Uh, hopefully she comes back sooner um, because they're going to need her. You know, the competition is tough mm-hmm. for the champions. And again, I'm, I'm going to watch the women this Sunday uh, before we go to the men's match. So I'm really excited to go see them as well. Obviously I would be a little bit more excited to see her uh, in action, but again, I think well-deserved, but let's get into the controversy. So if anyone knows, obviously Messi won the FIFA best awards, as they were saying here in Madrid the other night, Oh, I didn't know it was the world cup awards. I thought it was the best season awards because (laughs) ultimately uh, the Argentinian national players got most of the awards, best goalkeeper, best coach and best player. And I think, you know, there is a case for Benzema being an overall, you know, having a better season stats wise, but obviously, you know, this comes down to all the voting. And the big controversy, obviously, is that David Alaba, quote unquote, you know, he came out to explain how they voted as a team. But they voted Messi number one and Kareem Benzema number two. And he got under fire, not only racist remarks from Madridistas, mm-hmm. but just all these things. Can never just have a nice award show, can we? No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, and he's he's trying to do the right thing. Obviously, like you mentioned, the the – who, who voted for who is transparent. So he's trying to do the right thing and, and explain, hey, look, it wasn't me personally that did it. The team did it. I mean, the whole – his whole uh, national team isn't Benzema's teammate. So they're they're not thinking of Benzema like he, like he would. So and, – and to kind of take – this is FIFA's award. The World Cup is FIFA's, you know, baby. So, I mean, they're really going to look at what is going on in the, in the World Cup uh, probably before anything else. So for, you know, this whole, cause I, there was things going on where Benzema posted, you know, made a post where all these things that he won. And, but again, this is about, this is really going to be about the world cup and then some of those other things. So, um, and how could anybody uh, not vote, you know, for Messi for best player, you know, based on what had happened in the, this world cup and the whole alignment of Argentina winning, so, yeah, I mean, 
here you got a guy all about who's trying to do the right thing and just gets bashed for it. I mean, I, I'm assuming everybody probably jumped the gun. Typical case of jumping the gun before, you know, the Madrid, the Madrid fans jumping the gun before they even understood what he was doing. Uh, I think that there's been some apologies somewhat, uh, certainly not enough based on racist abuse for, I mean, a guy's just explaining what had happened. And, you know, that, that actually brings up a bigger issue. Like it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal in Spain and in La Liga. And I really don't see that much of a crackdown. You'll, you'll see everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) Uh, I mean, pretty, I mean, stuff that like, you know, if it, if that would have happened in the United States, like, I mean, heads would be rolling over here. So um, they need to step up to the plate and, and ensure that these types of things don't happen as much as they can. Obviously they don't have full control of what people are putting on Twitter and things like that, but they can also make an announcement that those types of activities will not be, you know, will not be allowed within stadiums and, you know, surrounding teams and things like that, but they just don't do a very good job of that. So I feel really bad for the guy. I mean, again, guy trying to do the right thing, explain, you know, how the vote happened. And then just to get, you know, uh, just to get the abuse like he did is a pretty, pretty sad state. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a topic for a kind of just a wider conversation of not only in Spain, but what La Liga isn't doing. They definitely could do a lot more. But I think that's also just the attitude here in Spain, uh, just about, you know, just get over it, that type of attitude. You know, it's like it's not a big deal. You know, it doesn't affect me. So it's not a big deal. They definitely could crack down. And obviously with this type of thing, I mean, you know, do some reverse engineering and trying to find these people, you know, Uh, especially if they're fans of your club. Like, I just don't understand. Like this to me. It's a nice award, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's it's really based on the last uh, World Cup performance that just mm-hmm. happened two months ago. So everyone has that fresh in their mind, you know, as yeah. a big deal. And obviously he performed really well throughout that tournament. And again, like you said, Benzema came back with his response with all the awards he won. Of course, like if you look at it, I would say Benzema definitely had the better season. But again, like you said, this is a FIFA award. And of course... You know, they, I mean, I don't know if you saw the award too. They also had an award for like best fans. I was like, what? Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> Argentina fans won. It's like, uh, yeah. you, you know, think? <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, tomorrow night in the Bernabeu, which is located literally 15 minutes walking from my house, the Classico for the Copa del Rey semifinal. The first semifinal is going to be played tonight in Pamplona between Athletic Bilbao and Osasuna. But tomorrow night is obviously the big game because, you know, there's a couple of reasons, obviously, from Sunday's performance, last Thursday's performance. Obviously, Barcelona are kind of trending down in the way they're playing lately. And obviously, we have a lot of injuries. What's the first thing that concerns you about tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow night's semifinal match? Well, I was already concerned because, you know, if you play the numbers game, <laughs> you know, you've seen it in sports so many times when when teams have to play, yeah, three, two, three, four times, which they'll play each other four times this year. You know, not one, t- there's no way that Barcelona is going to beat them four times in one year. I just, it doesn't matter if we had the, the best team on the planet. So I was already like, okay, we're due, we're due for one. Um, and then you had obviously the odds just continuously stacking up against us with, with, you know, uh, injuries and missing players missing, you know, so, uh, I'm not confident at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm more, uh, I'm like 75% just expecting a loss yeah, and 25%, like maybe there's some hope, you know, in there that we, you know, random 
you know, we do something random that catches Madrid off guard and, and we can capitalize on that. But I, I'm not going in this game with any confidence whatsoever, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it's not hard to argue, especially the last form. You know, it's, you know, when we take when we look at the team, obviously with so many matches that are being played, obviously someone's doing some construction right outside my window while I'm recording. Thank you very much. But anyway, <laughs> we'll fight through this. Um, you know, it's all about these micro two week gaps that we're always looking at, right? And that's how kind of I look at it. it's like how are we doing for these last two weeks? We're trending, whatever, because it is such a roller coaster of a season. And again, I would put I would be in the same boat right now. I just I feel like if we get a tie, that is an amazing result. I think that would be an amazing result right now, especially not having Lewandowski, not having Pedri. I don't know if you know this, Troy, but not having Pedri in the lineup leads to losses. Did you know that? Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, we were just chatting about that in the in our WhatsApp group today. The, the statistics are incredible about the difference that, you know, the, the the winning ratio of this team when Pedri is is playing versus when he's not. Um, it's it's a lot. And it's unbelievable that it's that big of a, a variance with the 20-year-old kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's not, this isn't some, you know, savvy veteran that's been doing it year after year. He's 20 years old and it makes that big of a difference. So, of course, that doesn't add, you know, any – that that takes away the confidence level that you know he certainly won't won't be there, and I'll tell you on a little bit of, on a personal side, like I said, with you play that numbers game, you know they're not going to beat them four times a year. I'll be there March nineteenth, so if they have to take an L in, <laughs> in this matchup so they can win on March nineteenth, and I'm there, hey, go for it, take you know, take the loss, get refreshed, you know, go go win the second leg and and gear up for you know gear up for for March 19th, that'd be great. Yeah. And the, the other thing I want to, I'm just going to give out some of the things that I'm kind of concerned about. I think the weather is going to be an issue. Obviously we're having a freeze right now in Madrid. Like last night was minus six. So playing here at nighttime is another thing that we're just not the best at that, especially mm. with our style. Yeah. So I think that is a, definitely an advantage for Madrid because in the cold, the long ball, super counterattack, direct type of play is going to affect you better than yeah. trying to possess in that way. I just think, I, you know, personally, when I'm playing, if it's cold, I just want to kick it and run, kick it yeah. and run. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not interested in just staying in one place like that. Yeah. So I think that has an effect. And also, you know, if we just look at the the performance of both teams, the way they're ultimately playing in these last two weeks, obviously you have to give the edge to Madrid. But, you know, we had a question from Carlos and basically just asking – you know, what is the lineup that Chavi's going to use? And I want to I want to go with the back four. Mm-hmm. Does Chavi go with the back four, the strongest back four, or is he going to use Alba and Alonso here? Well, <laughs> <laughs> because I, th- uh, I ultimately think that's going to dictate yeah. the importance of this type of match, right? Because if Chavi uses the four, the, the gala 11 of the four, so that would be Balde, Christensen, Arahu and Kunde, then I think, okay, Chavi's ready to fight this match, you know, 1v1 yeah. type of thing. But I feel like if we see Alba here in the starting lineup, I'm just, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll be severely disappointed. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if we see that or Alonzo in there and we hear the, oh, we're rotating, then you already know that, okay, maybe now this isn't important. So now we're, now we are all the way back down to, okay, we're just fighting for the league. Uh, and I guess where we are now, you know, with the strength of the squad not being where it was just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, 
maybe the league is just really what our sole goal is at this point in time. And I guess I would be okay with that. Um, so yeah, so we would, we'll definitely find out, you know, when we see that starting 11 hit on, you know, social media or, or wherever it's posted to, to figure out what, uh, Chavi's goal is of this matchup. I, I would just go with it for, with my best four. I don't, I don't really care if you, if you don't care about it or not, just, to, I, for my, my, per, for personally, I would just, you know, go with those four. And then we have to see, is he going to do his normal thing where he tries to match up, you know, Araujo on Vinicius, which he's done probably like what the last three times that we played them. So you got to, you have to figure that, you know, Madrid is trying to game plan around that. Like, okay, we know that they're going to do this. So how do we counteract that? And we have seen recently that Chavi has real big problems with, making adjustments with what's going on in the game. So we're really a, a target, you know, if they, if they, if that's what he does and uh, they found a way around that, you know, to counterbalance that attack and maybe push it on the other side, um, then we'll certainly, we'll certainly be in trouble. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about adjustments in teams. I would just say that just thinking about the midfield and the lack of speed that there's going to be there yeah. is just, frightening you know especially you know you know Busquets is going to be there and Sergio Roberto and that just it's it that just I'm just already picturing you know um Kamavinga just (laughs) just running just running by you know and and obviously I know that Busquets and Sergio Roberto have never been the speediest but I just know when we have Pedri in there that that counteracts because of how good he is to get through those lines. Yeah. I just think with Busquets and Sergio Roberto, it's just an easier play against them because they're just not the elite triangle passing as they once were. And I think ultimately just having that disconnection with the front line. You know, obviously before, like we've talked about, this team is not good enough just to plug and play a couple players here. Mm-hmm. When those players get missing, the team is in such disarray. Not like before. You know, when I think of like during the Messi, Xavi, and Yester years, you know, they would put in Keita in the midfield. And it always would be like flawless. You know, it's like, yeah. wow, man, yeah. Keita's like really, really good. It's like, well, it's, it's a combination <laughs> yeah. of like he's not making a mistake, but also he's still playing with world-class players. You know, yeah. you have um, Pedro on the right. Obviously, he was a starter for a long time. But then all of a sudden you put someone else there. You know, I'm, what's the, the Dutch guy's name that scored the goal? Whatever, I, I'll, uh, whatever, I, I can't remember. You put that guy in there, yeah. he would have flashes. But now with this team, with the lack of depth now, whenever you have, like, especially with the front three, I mean, who's what's the front three going to look like? Is Ferran going to play up the middle? Yeah, maybe. Maybe oh, Ferran God. and maybe Ansu and then... Um, Rafinha. Rafinha, I, I mean, I'm. that's probably, that's probably the projected... Uh, starting front three. I mean, the, what I think what we'll see is definitely we'll see the Barca of the last, you know, like three or four years. We're going to have slow build up because those guys, like you talked about the midfield, they're just not, they don't have the pace to push the, to push the ball up quickly. So we're going to have a slow build up team. We're going to have a heavy possession, which we normally see anyway. I think it's even going to be, they're going to try to be, you know, even have more possession and, you know, I guess try to use some movement on the front three, um, and see if they can, you know, create some some opportunities up front. That's what that's what I'm really expecting. Uh, hopefully, Chavi's smart enough to not play. You know, depending on how he sorts out the back four, he's smart enough to understand that because we're going to have that slow build up, 
that we need to be the back four need to be in a in a position where they can uh, be ready for a counterattack, not playing up so high. We don't need them, you know. We play them back, you know, ten yards, fifteen yards than where they normally do because we are going to see some counterattacks on Madrid because they understand where our midfield is at as well. They understand that that's going to be the weakness. I expect them to do a high press in the middle and go for those encounters. That's going to be their game plan. And again, like I said, they're going to wherever, whatever we decide to do with the Rajo, that's they're going to overload the other side and, and take advantage of it. And I, you know, they probably saw the game film from the last, from the second leg against man, man United, where, you know, they, they counteracted where Balde was bringing the, you know, in, so they saw the weakness on the field. So I ex- that's I expect them to exploit that same area as well. Um, but so I'm interested to see if Chavi, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, analytics, talked a lot about adjustments in the WhatsApp group for about two days. It was a heavy duty chat yeah, yeah. after that game. I'm really in the, the one thing that I want to see in this game is will he make any adjustments or is he going to do what he's already tried to do against them a couple times? And really, um, that's why I'm like not expecting anything much out of it. I'm more concerned about does our does the coach know? Does the manager understand that he needs to make some tactical adjustments? You know, st- starting the starting the game and and going into the second half. And for me, this is almost like a grading game for for Chavi. I I don't even care if they if they win this game. I want to see if, what he can do to to counteract where the team that he has available to them. And what what has worked against us here in the last couple of weeks? I really am, am interested in seeing that because the and also the mentality of this team. We saw this very same exact thing last year after we got knocked out of Europa League by Frankfurt. They lost to Cadiz that very next game, and they struggled for like two to three weeks after that as well. And we're seeing it again. So that that tells you that it's definitely a mentality issue that needs to be worked on with this team if they're if they're following the same exact patterns and they have the same exact leadership that they did last year so that's one of the things i want to see too he was he was angry players said they were angry uh after you know the loss at almeria i don't understand how the players are angry but they were the people on the field that weren't you know producing so how can you come off and say you're angry you're the one who didn't do it so i'm really interested to see if they come out with some intensity and, and at least fight to the end and try to bring it to Madrid. Um, but again, at the end of the day, I'm not, expe- I'm not expecting a victory tomorrow at all. Yeah. I think two things on that. I think why don't just get weird for this match? I know it's a semifinal, but like when I'm thinking about just the missing players we have, and if you ultimately want to get the result over two legs, I just feel like a four, four, two tomorrow would be the best situation where mm-hmm. you just have the flat four and just defend like hell. You know, you don't, you don't leave the gaps. You still have potency at the top with Ferran and Rafinha, and I think they might even play better playing alongside that way. And just try to defend the midfield as best as you can without giving counterattacks and really just get the result. I know I don't yeah. think that's going to happen, but this is kind of the time to get weird with that. I mean, that would I think when I think of like if I'm playing a simulation or something, I would just try that because I just know we have a lot of holes everywhere. And how am I going to fill those holes? Is just to have more players in those gaps and like just retreat those players. Yeah, I mean that's what lo- logic would tell you. Let's do something totally off the wall that that Madrid would never expect. They've never seen us do, and that's what I'm talking about. Does Does Xavi have it in him 
to say, okay, here's a game plan we're going to do. We, we, this, we, we, we've not done it. Hopefully they've obviously worked on it in training this week. We haven't done this before. Madrid has never seen this before. They, there's no way they can prepare for it. Let's go out and let's, let's compete with this format, whatever it may be, and catch them totally off guard so we have the best chance at winning. When you're, a, when you're a injured and tired team, you have to utilize surprise. You have Correct. to utilize something different. Gorilla, baby. Gorilla. You know? Yeah, that's right. So, but he has. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. But he you hasn't know, it's shown the ability to. Do, I know. I mean, I know. It, it, with the exception of the Super Copa final match against Madrid, where he just positioned uh, Gavi on that left sure. wing, kind of caught them by surprise. It was just one player. It, really, if they had done their homework, that was a that was a position that Gavi had played all coming all up through La Masia. So he that wasn't anything new for him per se. They had never seen that before, but so we'll just see if he can pull. And that's why I was really interested in 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 posting about Estanis. Is I saw him on the on the squad list. I was actually hoping to see some more kids on there because what I thought was well, I shouldn't say kids. So for everybody listening, more youth youth players. Um, I was wondering if maybe that'd be something that he would use to so just, just sub them in. So I put in the WhatsApp group, I could see them being subbed in late, later in the second half. If we're losing like 75th minute, if we're losing, just sub in some kids, man, and just let them go wreak havoc. Just let them just run the night away. You know what I mean? Because at that point you would expect Madrid would be somewhat tired. What, what else do you have to lose? Like, yeah. put, let them go in there in, in Astonis. The kid that we were talking about on WhatsApp is an attacker. He loves to attack. That's what he, you know, he feeds on, and and he's a direct player. Uh, unlike what most, you know, La Masia players are, they're more passers. You know, they, you know, they do our thing, our style. This kid just loves to go at it, go right at, take players on one on one. You know, put him in there, Alarcon in there. You know, and there could have been some other players that they that they that they brought up as well, but just let them attack and let them go out there and have fun and see if they could you know affect the game at all. We'll see if that happens. Uh, I'm gonna guess no because we're never like that. <laughs> we're, ne- we're never outside the box like that to lose like you know that I type know. of. You know, I, to me, I, if I want to be super conservative, I would be very happy to see a four four two because anyone yeah. can play a four four two. I can bring up yeah. anybody. One knows yes. that it's like the basic formation in football that you play and it's even easier Mm -hmm. because you don't have to do all the running up the wings i mean it's like the easiest thing to do right the last thing i just want to close with you know like you said for you this is a judging moment i said the same thing you know Mm -hmm. when you watch these shows like master chef and so forth they're never cooking with the greatest ingredients it's about taking one ingredient and trying to perfect that dish with the best talent that you have right and i feel that gets lost in professional coaching a lot of the times you know with Chavi, we we wanted to see more development of the midfield of players all around to take them to the next level. Thank you. Continue to work on construction. <laughs> my my thing right now is you you are dealt this hand. This is what happens yep. throughout the season. It's a war of attrition, injuries, fatigue, all those things. What are you going to do to maximize your players? We saw Ten Hog last Thursday maximize what he had in a situation at halftime. Right? What are you going to do to get this? More importantly, knowing that this is a two-leg turnaround, right? Just defend like hell. It doesn't have to be pretty. Survive and have a chance at the camp. No, that's all you're trying to do. So that's why I'm going to judge it because if Chavi shows the blindness to, to go with a 4-3-3 with this lineup and we get run out, 
I'm going to start having my what do you do? Going. Yeah. What do you do that, then? That, that's the thing because it's not knowing the situation of how to, because every season you're not going to have a hundred percent participation, you know? Yeah. And I, and I almost conjecture Troy just to not to go on every time we won the, the triplete or the champions league final is when we were the most healthy. We yeah. had no injuries essentially those other years contributed to not only coaching decisions, but also a lot of injuries and so we were never at our finest. And so you could argue that, but also we're never adjusting to those situations in my, from my point of view. And so tomorrow, like I said, we are saying we're going into the thing. Okay. We're not expecting to win, but, but it's sports. Crazier things have happened. Right. How are you going to try to dictate and predict it to just survive for the next, you know, either at the camp? No. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you what do you what are you thinking then if we get if Xavi comes out, does his normal Barcelona, does his normal bullish mind? I'm just gonna do my four three three. I'm gonna put my standard players out there. I'm not gonna do anything special. I'm not gonna do anything unique. You know, that's how we're gonna play. What what do you think of Xavi at that point? I'm gonna be very disappointed and I think La Liga is our potential. Going yeah. forward, you know, I mean, yeah. that's really what it is, because as I always say, our style is always going to win seven, eight La Liga matches. It's yeah. just a matter of how good Madrid is or Atletico is in behind us. But I just I'll be very disappointed because it's showing me that we're still in this hamster wheel of not thinking outside the box to get victories when we need victories, you know, yes. when we absolutely need to get those victories. Yeah. Yeah. If you like you just mentioned, if you look at the historical victories of Barcelona is because we probably had the best 11 players on the field, like you said, and that's when we win. And when we don't, we don't win because it's our style. Here's how we're going to play. And it, like I said, if we have the best 11, then, then we'll win. And if we don't, we don't make any changes. We don't make any changes because we need to play our style. And that's when we, that's when we get run on. That's when we lose. And, you know, we t speaking of Ten Hag, you know, there was that, that news broke out that they had eight analysts up in the booth at Barcelona. And I'm thinking, how many analysts do we have? Because I've never heard anybody ever talk about analysts. And you look at Xavi's coaching staff, family we, member, we, family we have member. the hub. We have the hub. Have the hub. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get the hub emails like every three days, by the way. You know, they always 50% yeah, okay, off. Anybody, of anybody wants a coaching certificate? Maybe they're looking, maybe they're recruiting for an analyst to the hub. You know, they just haven't yeah, found those guys yet. <laughs> yeah, they just, I've been getting them for about five years. But like I said, you look at Chavi's coaching staff and it's family member, family member, family member. Now, maybe they are super smart when it comes to football and, and I'm downgrading them and I apologize if I am. But if you take a look at our historical, I don't even know how to, you know, how to define it. Our, our historical process, we don't make adjustments. We just wait till we have better talent on the field, you know, than everybody else. And that's when we win. I'm, but right now we can't do that. We're in a financial burden. That's going to, that's going to, uh, that's going to constrain our, you know, spending on transfers for probably, in my opinion, the next five to seven years. Like we're, you know, a billion, 1.3 billion in the hole, you know, before this year and they pull the levers, but that the levers are pulling, you know, revenue from us every year until they're done. So it's time to think differently. It's time to like, okay, 
it's becoming, and I, we've talked about it here, and we've talked about it on the WhatsApp group, and I talked about it, anybody that will listen to me, it's becoming a tactical, it's an athletic, tactical game, and you have to utilize the tools that are that are available to you to, to give you that edge in the game. You know, we I was wa- we were watching, or I was watching Man United versus Newcastle. So they they win, they win against us in Europa League, and then they then that weekend right away they're playing for the Caribou Cup final. They didn't they only had a few days for this, and they come out. They you could clearly tell they had a game plan. There was like a break in the action, and both those teams have iPads everywhere, you know, attached to these like rocker arms. And as soon as they went to break, they're all looking down at their iPad. They're figuring this. They're looking at their analytics. They're looking at the data and they're making, you can see them, you know, the coaching staff, they're discussing or whatever. And they're making, they're, they're preparing for tactical changes because they're looking at what's in front of them and in, in the, and what needs to change to, to help them give an edge. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And we don't see that. Yeah. We just see him uh, bouncing back ideas with his brother. And I don't think, yeah the brother is the type of person that is going to fight back, you know, in a, in a, in a constructive way. And, you know, it's going, I mean, a lot is at stake tomorrow, even though Mm -hmm. we are down, it's going to trend. I mean, we are now past the 80 game mark with Xavi, you know, and it's no longer this issue of, yeah, he's still new, you know, 80 games, 80 matches now more than 80 matches uh, since he started with Barcelona. So we are starting to definitely get that trend. And again, like tomorrow night is massive. I really hope, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that they come out really conservative and defend and try yeah. to look for that le- next leg. That's what I'm looking for. If I see the four, three, three, and we are open, it's going to be a long night. And on top yeah. of that, I honestly don't think we're going to win the possession ma- battle as we did before. I think it's going to be more even and it's yeah. really going to favor uh, Madrid. I mean, if I were a Madrid player right now, Valverde, Vinicius, Camavinga. Looking your chops. I mean, I mean correct. <laughs> correct. Especially you know, after one, that. You know, it's one thing, you know, going into the match, right? Let's say normally, let's say Pedri Gavi. I mean, I know Gavi's available, but let's, you know, like the idea is, you know, their talent supersedes what their speed is, right? But yeah. then all of a sudden, you know that Busquets and Sergio Roberto are going to be there. You already know that's basically the car with two flat tires. And it's just, <laughs> it gives you this confidence going to the match knowing that you were already two times faster than them, right? Yeah. It's just like that that invincibility that comes. And so it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night. I'll be watching here in my igloo because I am not leaving my flat unless <laughs> it is absolutely necessary because it is crazy cold. My Latin blood is not used to this cold. I'm just not used to this it's cold. So snowed in Barcelona just a couple of days ago. I, I saw that. It's all over yeah. Spain. So yeah. So we'll see how the boys perform tomorrow night. Thanks, Troy, for joining me. We'll talk on Friday or next week and we'll yeah. kind of dissect this performance uh from the Copa del Rey. So thanks Steve for joining me. Has. Yep. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.